0: Welcome to MFC Worldwide, the weekly radio broadcast originating from MFC Ministries in Morgantown, West Virginia, USA, and featuring Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich. Join us now as we look into God's Word and learn how it still applies to our lives today. You can be set free. You can be healed. You can be blessed. You can be born again all through placing your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And now for today's message from MFC Ministries on this edition of MFC Worldwide. We're going to talk about worshiping God in truth today.
1: You know, I think to myself, what is it to worship in truth, in spirit and in truth? Because I know a lot of worship goes on and pe- uh, please forgive me, but people worship on Sunday, on Monday, they still do what they want to do. So I know there's a difference between worshiping and worshiping it in truth. There's a connection that's made to God that over the years, God cultivates your life so you can worship him fully. Uh, let's, let's go to Genesis 22.5. Uh, we'll just go right there first. Hallelujah. You remember when Solomon got old? In Ecclesiastics, he said that in the end, it's about serving God. Now Solomon had every woman you could. How many wives did he have? I don't even remember. It was a bunch. He had all. How many? Too many. Too many. Seven hundred. Whoo! One's enough, Lord. <laughs> One woman in your life is enough. Ladies, forgive me, but one's enough. <laughs> Whoo! You know, you're right. I agree. Praise God. One husband's enough, too. Anyway, he said, in the end, uh, there isn't anything but worshiping God and, being, and obeying the law and obeying the commandments of God. Hallelujah. So we're going to talk about Abraham's journey. Uh, to go to Genesis 22, 5, if you would put it up there, please. As Abraham said unto his young men, Abide you here with the ass, and, and then I will go yonder and worship and come again to you. He had plans to sacrifice his son, and he called it worship, because God told him to. Now, we're looking at the end here instead of the beginning. We looked at the end. We're going to go back to the beginning. But in the end, God wants it all, everything you got. You might think you're going slow, but in the end, God wants your entire life. All of it, everything, every single thing. You're only going to be here for so many years. This is the most temporary job you're ever going to have. From here on out, it's permanent employment. When you leave this planet, that's when you will be permanently employed at another location. But this is the temp job here. We're to occupy till he comes back. Please don't try to make the temporary permanent. It'll be a mistake. If sometimes, you know, it's kind of like getting your first house. You you know, when you first get it, you want to make it permanent. You realize it's not your permanent house. And you'd have been better off to just take care of it and sell it and get a bigger one. Hallelujah. Because you realize you try to make something permanent that's temporary. I did it this is embarrassing to admit this, but I did it with my kids. I thought they was never gonna leave. I was devastated because I didn't have the right understanding that my kids were gonna leave the house. I could say it, they're in the other room or wherever they are. They know me, they know what happened. You know, I mean I, I mean I had to revamp my purpose because my purpose was to provide for my wife and kids and take care of them. And when they exited on me, I had a whole, I had to, I had to go figure out what I was going to do with that part of my brain. You know, I had a section cut out. I'm a provider and a protector and that's what I do. And this is my family. And then I'll come after you. You know what I'm saying? My brain was there and I had to let God straighten that out to realize there was life after your children move out. So I had a lot of adjustments to make and, uh, for what the, I mean not that this matters, but you know, you think about it, my clothes, my business, my kids moved out, my mother died, I might have had like real close together in a couple of years my entire life changed. I went from being a car guy and a dad and a business person and all that to to nobody come no relatives coming for the holidays and a different job and a different different lifestyle altogether. It was a pretty big adjustment. You know, you you get in trouble around him turns, right? If you ever understand, when your life makes a turn, you've got to navigate the turn. That's when you've got to really pay attention when you're in a turn because that's when you make your mistakes. So anyway, he's going to go sacrifice his son. That's scary. Don't you think that's scary? How scared would you be if God told you to kill your kid? Hallelujah. Better be sure is right. That's scary. And yet Abraham... Was it the place where he could do that if and he had to? If and, I'm, I'm joking, but you get the point, if and he had to. So how did he get there? Like, how do you get there where you totally sell out? Where God gets all your tithe, because if it's not 10%, it's not tithe. Where God gets, you'll put him first. When he asks you to do something, you immediately join yourself to that chariot. You immediately obey him. How do you get your will broken enough to obey God immediately when he speaks in the journey. He makes you, I always, you've heard me repeat myself there. You know, I hate to do that, but there's a lot of overlap. He makes you before he makes your ministry. So all the obedience is the process for you to be what you're called to be. So if you skip the process, you just possibly delayed or forfeited your future because he can't trust you if he can't obey you. So he can't give you what he has for you until he prepares you. So Abraham... Uh, being the father of faith, Galatians 3, 28 and 29. Uh, it says, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That means there's no prejudice. All, we all got a shot, right? So we all got the same shot. We all got the same shot to have a good life. And if you be Christ's, are you Christ's? Then you are Abraham's. Seed and heirs according to the promise. That means you have the same lifestyle that Abraham had, okay? Now, that's exciting because God in- inherited, I mean, Abraham inherited all kind of things. But just remember, he was a sojourner his whole life, just in case you thought about that. He didn't build a residence like we think. He sojourned because he was a God follower. Doesn't mean you can't have a residence, but I'm just telling you, Following God was what was most important to him rather than building a place. Amen. So, so if you're Christ, so where did Abraham, where does it start? Uh, Romans 4.10. This, how was it then reckoned when he was in circumcision or uncircumcision? Not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. In other words, Uncircumcision is the cutting away the flesh. It's a covenant with God. How how many of you, when, when God made you a promise, you were about as carnal as you could get. When he told you what he had for you, you didn't have a clue. You were trying to measure it with your carnal mind, and he gave you a spiritual truth, and you tried to put it in your head. See, he gives you the promise of your future when you're uncircumcised. When you are uncircumcised, he tells you you're going to be the father of many nations. When you're uncircumcised, he tells you you're going to own a business. When you're uncircumcised, he tells you what you're going to have, what you're going to do. But the carnality is what has to be dealt with between here and there. If you're pushing, striving, and look, I'm a worker, I'm a doer, I believe in getting up early and working, but also know that there's faith in there. I do it in faith instead of in works. Does anybody understand? If you I, I, my preparations I hope you understand this is this is just how my brain works. Maybe yours maybe you can take it, maybe not. I like to take care of everything I got before I go to the next place. I don't like abandonment of responsibility and expect a promotion. I always say the same things. If it's mine, i got to clean it, wax it, shine it, put it in order, when, especially if I know God's going to give me something because I don't want him to come around and see what a bad steward I was. I want to take care of what i got, got that prepares me for what he has for me next. The preparation is in what are you doing with what's in your hand? God's given us all lots of things. What are you doing with what's in your hand? Determines what he can put in your hand next. I I think stewardship is a big deal. And we think it's money all the time, and it is money. But let me tell you something. You're supposed to steward your hours that you're awake. You're supposed to steward your time, your resources, all the things he gives you. Every once in a while, you've got to clean up and either sow, sell, fix, do something with the stuff. Because that's stewardship. Hallelujah. So for Abraham's seed. So God gave him a promise when he didn't have a covenant yet. He was uncircumcised. He was still carnal. He was still thinking about carnality. He was still thinking about all the things. But God made him a promise. Oh, my I don't know about you, it, it enlightened my eyes. I'm thinking, God promised me this when I didn't have a clue, didn't know, didn't even understand. You know, when you first get something, you really think you know. You're confidently wrong. You are wrong with zeal. That's what I call it. I am zealously doing the wrong thing because I think I'm right because I heard it, but I don't, I'm i just thinking instead of listening. You've got to get it to where you understand it in your spirit. God made him a promise while he was carnal. Genesis 12, 1 through 3. You say about words. It's just got to do with worship. In the end, it has everything to do with worship. Now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land I will show you. Whoa. Three things. Leave it up there, sis. Back it up. Get thee out of thy country. God's bigger than your country. And I'm a patriot, so don't you take that wrong. I am a patriot. Period. But God is bigger than my country. From thy kindred, your relatives. Some of you might have to get rid of some relatives. When I say get rid of them, move on. I didn't say cut them off. I said move on. And from thy father's house. Ooh, generational curses from your family. Ooh. So you got to. Put God ahead of country, God ahead of your relatives. Whoever loves his mother or father more than me is not fit to be my disciple. You've got to want God more than you want
0: anything. Thank you for listening to this edition of MFC Worldwide. We pray that this anointed message has been a blessing to your life. In the book of John, chapter 14 and verse 6, God's Word says that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes unto God the Father in any other manner than through accepting, believing, and confessing that the shed blood of Jesus has cleansed them of their sins, and that He truly is the risen Savior and Lord of their life. For more information on the gospel message of Jesus Christ, you can visit our website at mfcministries.net. Here is where you can find MFC Ministries services with Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rina Perosich. Our service times are Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. On our website, you can also view archived messages and you can listen to audio of past radio shows and sermons. You can also view our television show, Believe Right, by visiting BelieveRight.tv. Don't forget, you can email your prayer requests or questions that you might have for Apostle Joe or Pastorina to media at mfcministries.net. That email address, once again, is media at mfcministries.net. And join us again next week here on this station at this time for another message from God's Word with Apostle Joe Porozic and MFC Ministries on MFC Worldwide.